It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Yesterday, after I got off the air, I did a few things around the house, and uh, then I got texted from my son that a shooting happened. And I went, uh, you know, damn it. And uh, and I immediately looked at what was going on. There were some little reports trickling in. And I just uh, put on social media, dear God in heaven, stop, pause, think, and pray. No political BS. I put that up on a number of different places just because people are connected with me on social media. And that's how I stay in touch. And that's what I put up. And, and I guess hoping against hope that maybe we could make it 24 hours without politicizing, particularly a, an elementary school shooting. And, of course, I was completely uh, wrong to believe that uh, this wouldn't be uh, jumped on by the Democrat Party, by leftists on, uh, on television. I mean, honestly, it, what, the, what the hell? Can you just, can you just give it a break? We, we, you know, um, it is honestly just sickening. And I told you a couple of weeks ago that the Democrat Party was going to do everything in their bag of tricks to turn the tide coming in November. They don't have any uh, agenda. They don't have a record of doing anything good in their history, really. I mean, they come up with these wonderful ideas, and every four years or two years, they promise they're going to fix whatever, and they never do. But it's always the same problems on the table. And this time, if you elect them, it's going to get fixed. And and here we are. This is another one of the things. They're, they've always been anti-Second Amendment. They want to get rid of guns. They've made that very clear. That's part of the agenda. They also think that maybe this will resonate. They realize that... Uh, that dead children are very valuable. I'm just going to be honest with it. Very valuable with regard to messaging. That's just the way it is. Two weeks ago, it was about black people being murdered by a white supremacist. Uh, yesterday, it was about someone getting a hold of guns who should not have had guns. We have too many guns. That's what it was yesterday. I wrote yesterday. I said, last week, an 18-year-old went into a supermarket in Buffalo and killed 10 black people. President Biden, Democrats in the media said it was about white supremacy, conservative media, and a new thing that I never heard of called white replacement theory. This week, an 18-year-old goes into an elementary school and kills children at random. He's Hispanic. The president, the Democrat Party, and the mainstream media said it's about gun culture, gun safety measures. Uh, suddenly, the white supremacy, conservative speech narrative goes out the window. Now it's just about guns and kids. I didn't want to say anything about this tonight, but Joe Biden's disgusting political speech, attacking conservatives and blaming them, set me off. I think America is done right now with Joe Biden, and I mean that. Uh, across the board. It's very clear that America is very tired of Joe Biden and his, uh, and his nonsense. Uh, people uh, know that the country is going in the wrong direction, and, and nothing is going to save that. The bed has been made. Uh, the money has been left on the dresser by the Democrat Party. And now the cat is also out of the bag. The cat is also out of the bag. It really is uh, quite remarkable. And it's funny because I had uh, I was just talking to my producer off air. Brian, and he's like, uh, oh, you know, I started watching Joe Biden's speech last night, and for the first two minutes, I thought maybe he was going to offer a meal, me a culpa, and maybe he was going to come around, and maybe he was going to try and bring us together, and then he, then he launched into this anti-gun screed and anti-Republican screed, and I, I was kind of like, I didn't get a chance to talk to him because I was so blasted busy before the show. And I thought to myself, no, I never thought that was going to happen. I kind of half-watched Biden's speech last night because I was in the middle of making dinner, and I was doing other things, and I knew what was going to happen. I knew what he was going to say. 
So, you know, he started off the beginning of the speech, blah, blah, blah. Then he turned on the tears, blah, blah, blah. Then he talked about his own family tragedy, which he is uh, conveniently always puts out there. Uh, you know, and, I, and I'm sorry for his losses. Don't get me wrong. But honestly, it's, it's like, hey, make sure to bring up the thing about your kids. Make sure to bring that up. You're going to do the speech. Bring up your kids. Bring that. Yeah, yeah. That's really good. That, that tests well. Go ahead and add that. And then he, he goes out to the podium and he stumbles and he bumbles and he bobbles and he blames and all of this stuff. And then... Uh, nothing happens, and and uh, he has checked another box, and, and he'll move on. I mean, he's already moved on from the black people killed two weeks ago or, or more than a week ago at the grocery store in Buffalo. He's already moved on. I don't even think he mentioned their names. Don't even think he mentioned their names. Can I mention their names? Would you mind if I mentioned their names because I haven't heard their names yet? These are the bodies that Joe Biden stepped over. Literally, as parents last night were at the elementary school getting mouth swabs to match the DNA with the victims of the crime. Literally, Joe Biden decides to take to the airwaves and launch a political screed. We'll get to that in just one moment, but I want to mention the names because I think it's important. Ava Morales was 44 years old, a fourth grade teacher at Robb Elementary School, had worked for the uh, Uvalde School District for 17 years. She was remembered as a loving mother and wife. Her husband is a police officer. Uzziah Garcia, eight, youngest of the victims. Javier Lopez had been looking forward to a summer of swimming. Rogelio Torres, 10. Rogelio Torres' father was at work when he learned about the shooting and rushed to the school. Navia Bravo, there's no name for Navia. She looks around eight or nine years old. Irma Garcia, 46, was a second grade teacher killed in the tragic shooting. McKenna Elrod is 10, was 10. She was among the, uh, the, uh, the kids who were killed. Makina Elrod's father had been desperately searching for her after he feared she may not be alive. Uh, Mary Jo Garza, 10 years old. Mary Jo Garza was shot dead in her fourth grade class as she tried to call 911. Elijah Cruz Torres, 10 years old, was one of the shooting victims. His great-grandfather, Aldolfo, 69, has said she didn't uh, want to attend school Tuesday, but was told to go by her family. Annabelle Guadalupe Rodriguez uh, was killed inside her third grade classroom alongside her cousin, who's not been identified. Ellie Lugo, 10, identified as a victim. Aletha, Alethea, I should say, Ramirez, 10 years old. J.C. Carmelo Luevanos, 10. Jaila Nicole Seguero, 11. Those are the uh, victims of this this person, and uh, these are the bodies that Joe Biden stepped over to get to the microphone last night to immediately push for gun control. It's uh, ridiculous. And the one thing that nobody else is mentioning, I'm going to try and be calm about this, nobody is mentioning how insane our children have been driven in the last two years Nobody mentioned that these two young men are 18 years old. Nobody mentioned that they were most probably midway through their sophomore year or so when the pandemic hit. Nobody mentioned that uh, there's a really good chance that they had to do remote uh, learning. They suffered from isolation. They suffered from panic and fear porn being spread on every piece of major media for the last two and a half years. They went to schools where they had to wear stupid masks, presumably not quite as long, because this is the state of Texas. 
but every single day with the thought of the possibility that they may die from a virus that uh, really there was a very slim chance they could die from. But that was okay because, you know, when you when you want to uh, uh, scare the adults, when you want to uh, scare the adults, you got to scare those kids. you got to scare those kids. Here's a headline for you. Here's why I keep these stories. Uh, the CDC warns that teen mental health is in, in a severe decline. In severe decline, these data echo as a cry for help. This is coming from the CDC just about a month ago. Do you have doomsday anxiety? Psychologist reveals 10 symptoms as perfect storm of war and Ukraine and the pandemic triggers a spike in cases and shares seven ways to combat it. So there you go. Fear everywhere. Uh, you've got also here, let me see what else here. Uh, I've got a few more of these stories that I've been saving because I was wondering how this is going to manifest. How is this going to manifest with the class of 22? How is it going to manifest with the, kid, the class of 23, 24, 25, 26, 30? How is this going to manifest? Well, ladies and gentlemen, you just saw it. Does it come to any, anyone's surprise? Last night, you know, I, there was a lot of anger and rage. I, I encountered a, a good deal of anger and rage from people that I know. And one person that I know walked in and said, what the hell are we going to do to stop this? Immediately just looking at the headline school shooting bad guy with a gun and i said well do you suppose that the fear and panic created by the pandemic that caused a 45 percent increase in suicide attempts by teenage girls and many boys do you suppose the incidents the massive incidents of cutting and self-mutilation that is uh, has happened since covid 19 restrictions and all of this isolation and all of this fear porn do you suppose maybe that dynamic might have pushed a couple of young men over the edge a couple of young men who'd already experienced the coarsening of the culture and violence. And, and you know, honestly, uh, I don't think any of us have done a very good job as adults. Some of us have. I've, I've tried very hard to not make sure that my kids are absolutely terrified, to make sure that they know that they are loved, to make sure that we know we're going to get through this. But many people have not. I don't know about the uh, the shooter. I know the shooter is dead. I knew the shooter is 18 years old. I know the shooter... Uh, uh, killed his grandmother. I know the shooter also was being raised by his mother. I haven't heard anything about the father. That could be another determining factor. But if you were looking for some sort of a manifestation, I mean other than, I don't know, suicides and cutting, does it come to anyone's surprise that this, this madness, this madness, remember the expression driven mad? It happened. Madness happens. Madness happens. PTSD. Have you ever known anyone with severe PTSD? They used to call it shell shock. It, it results in madness and mania. Do you suppose that the fear mongering that is being harped on every single day as a result of a host of different things, mostly because of this COVID nonsense that supposedly killed one million people, I've heard at least four days where it was the anniversary of one million deaths because of COVID in the United States. And somehow Joe Biden doesn't find that important enough to do a press conference on it to find out where it came from and find those responsible. If you wanted a manifestation of all of this, now you've seen it. Apparently suicide, apparently cutting Apparently, overdoses wasn't enough 
it took this. Another headline, they've been so confined, teachers say post-pandemic tots are terrors. Early childhood educators say that post-pandemic preschoolers and kindergartners are struggling with behavioral issues, emotional resilience, motor skill development, and language acquisition after spending their formative years wearing masks, distance learning, and having limited social interactions. Of course, I'm talking about young children that they are not affected. They are not the shooter in this case, but they are being affected. And again, I will say that uh, for those of you who have been down with all of this COVID shutdown nonsense all of this overprotected care and bull crap in public schools around the country and, and in many private schools around the country. If you wondered what this will reap, now you are seeing it. The CDC admits to you a teen mental health crisis. It helped create. It helped create. Nearly 70,000 Americans suffered violent deaths in 2019, with 64% being suicides and a quarter being homicides. This is a, a new headline that I just came up this week. And I could go on and you can you combine with vitriol from people like, oh, I don't know, let's say a Democrat uh, representative Ruben Gallego of Arizona talking about Ted Cruz of Texas, calling him a baby killer. Bleep you, Ted Cruz. You are a, you care about a fetus, but you will let our children get slaughtered. Just get your ass to Cancun. You are useless. That's from a congressperson, a representative about Ted Cruz. When there's a murder of this kind, you see politicians try to politicize it. You see Democrats and a lot of folks in the media whose immediate solution is to try to restrict the constitutional rights of law-abiding citizens. That is Ted Cruz's response to this. But he said, basically, F you, Ted Cruz. Uh, get your ass to Cancun. You are worthless. So you got the adults behaving like children and the children uh, being driven absolutely insane. And you combine that with a kid who has been uh, enormously troubled, a kid who had been bullied, a kid who, who was exhibiting all of the signs, all of the signs. He was cutting. He, he played a lot of video games. And I'll, I'll mention Call of Duty, and this doesn't happen with all kids, but it is a coarsening of the culture that we haven't seen before. This guy, his behavior spiraled into a bizarre and macabre as he entered his uh, teenage years, later years. One friend telling Good Morning America, he had scars on his face. Somebody asked him, are you okay? And he just said with a smile, I did it myself. I like how I looked. He began dressing in dark clothes and military boats, using his BB gun to target random people, one person claimed. Oh, by the way, uh, the kid uh, last week who shot up the grocery store in Buffalo, he had actually been investigated for threats to shoot up his school. But, of course, the FBI moved on to post school CRT parents. The would-be mass murderer lived on Hood Street, less than three miles from Robb Elementary. More than one-third of residents in the city live at or above the federal poverty line. Ramos had allegedly filmed his mother interacting with police in deleted Instagram videos. Classmate Nadia Reyes said he called his mom a B-word and said she wanted to kick him out. He'd be screaming and talking to his mom really aggressively. Oh, by the way, he wasn't going to graduate this year, and apparently that really crushed him as well. He wasn't attending school. He was working part-time and not attending school. It looks like there was no parental figure there, particularly a uh, father figure in his life. I could be wrong. By all accounts, Ramos had been a, uh, a relatively normal child until eighth grade with his best friend from that period, Stefan Garcia, branding him the nicest and shyest guy who just needed to break out of his shell. Reportedly, Ramos was bullied for his stutter and his lisp, Classmates also alleged called him gay slurs. At one point, he uploaded a picture of himself wearing eyeliner. Well, it's goth kids. They were doing it when I was in school, too. He would get bullied hard, like bullied by a lot of people. 
over social media, over gaming, over everything, which means to me that he looked like he had really kind of given up hope. I'm not meaning to be sympathetic. This is not, this is not a, a uh, uh, I mean, I hope he roasts in hell. But at the same time, you cannot expect that this nonsense that we've seen in the media with COVID and fear porn and the world is going to end unless we stop global warming, which apparently stopped in 1998, and every single day students are being taught that they should hate one another because we are, a, we are in a racist country, uh, that, that, that children of color have no chance of moving ahead. This, guy is a, this kid was a Hispanic kid. Maybe he got a little bit of that. And white kids are evil. I was bullied from about first grade through around my sophomore year in high school when I kicked Mike McKee's ass. Thank you very much. But uh, even in first grade, I, I used to get on the bus, and I was always a heavier kid. I was a really big kid. I topped out at about 6'1 uh, and 245 in eighth grade. And so every single year, I would get made fun of for my size. Uh, it started in first grade. There was a chant that the kids had on the bus uh, where they'd go, it was, there was this ad for an, a pain, pain relief, I think it was, uh, remedy, and it would go, da, 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 da. it was uh, Beethoven's fifth. And I would get on, and they'd go, sickening tub, everybody on the bus. You're in first grade. You're, you're six years old. I would, I would lay down in the front seat of the bus and cry all the way to school. Then I had to ride the bus home. And then, because I was a really big kid, if it wasn't one kid who could beat me up, five of them could. And they did. And they did. Did I ever think about grabbing that shotgun above the, uh, the washing machine? Yeah, I lived in rural Iowa. Welcome to it. Had a couple of loaded shotguns. Well, you know, mom and dad's bedroom on the rack, uh, you know, above the washing machine in the entryway. Hell yeah, yep, yep. Kept them loaded all the time. Never thought of it. Never thought about it. Didn't have to deal with the fear porn starting at birth now for our children. And they stepped on the gas. They stepped on the gas with COVID, and they made it worse. And they, they didn't even have any evidence of it. They just saw an opportunity. And they, not only could they scare people into submission and submission and wreck the economy and throw an election, but you know what? We could also get the little kids conditioned to react when they get older. Adam Carolla said it was like crate training your dog, the children. You're crate training, getting used to it. So they're afraid to step out and put their feet on the real grass. So they don't have to worry about uh, 10 years, the, uh, the world melting down and everybody dying because of global warming or climate change. And, and politicians who are children like AOC saying that, beating into their brains every single day. Then they have to suddenly realize when they're about in fourth grade, hey, you know your buddy over there, the, the white guy? And I know you're a black kid, but uh, that kid over there, your best buddy, you know? Yeah. Well, he's privileged. I mean, really privileged. And, uh, and he really hates you. And you should hate him because he's really privileged. And you can't succeed at all. And if you're feeling any manifestations of, of uh, stress or anxiety, we're going to put you on all sorts of meds. We are going to put you on attention deficit drugs. Now, I'll just tell you right now that there are people in my life who take ADD meds. They can be very good, but they are also beyond overprescribed. And they are mind-altering. But if that wasn't enough, here's another idea. If your kid's experiencing depression, if your kid's experiencing some sort of lashing out at school, maybe truancy, manifestations of that, it could be that they're in the wrong body. It could be that you're a young woman and you're developing breasts and you need to have them surgically removed and you need to be put on puberty blockers. Let's see how that works for your, your mental state when you're 18.
and Joe Biden steps over the bodies so he can talk to the American public, make some political points. Anything that the left could do, anything the Democrats can do to win in November, they will do it. This is just another arrow in their quiver. As a nation, we have to ask, when in God's name are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? When in God's name we do what we all know in our gut needs to be done? Throw all the bastards out in Washington, D.C., and have Nuremberg-style trials for those who put our children under such restrictions that were never proven by medicine? How about that? It's been 3,448 days, 10 years since I stood up at a high school, Connecticut, a grade school in Connecticut, where another government massacred 26 people, including 20 first graders. Yeah, kid was also mentally ill. He was mentally ill. His mother was a, an irresponsible gun owner and an irresponsible parent, by the way. Since then, there have been over 900 incidents. Yeah, they're, they're throwing around this. There have been 280 incidents of school shootings in America, which is nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. Mass shootings, nonsense. They don't count the fact that uh, you know 9,700 African Americans killed one another mostly last year, which is more than uh, died in the Vietnam War. There was a school shooting at my daughter's school. Did you know that? Remember about two, three months ago? And I got an, an alert on my phone that said, there is an active school shooter in your daughter's school. Hang tight for more information. And I got a text from my daughter that says, I'm in the bathroom, I'm hiding. I've got my feet up on the stall, and I'm listening to music because I want to hear happy songs if I die today. That happened to my daughter. Now, not a lot of uh, was said about the school shooting in my daughter's school because what it was was a single student going in with a handgun, which I found out later, to shoot a coach who booted him from the football team. Was it just going to end at the coach? Could it have gone on to his girlfriend? Could it have gone on to a teacher? Yeah, you know what? But they had some safety measures in order. He couldn't get through the main foyer, so he went into the office where the the coach was there, and he shot the coach, and there just happened to be a resource officer, which is also known as an off-duty police officer, who shot him. The police officer got shot as well. No one died, and the kid is in jail. But a good guy with a gun took out a bad guy with a gun. Now, I was doing a little figure online, and I'm not, uh, I'm not good at math by any means, and I'm not, certainly not uh, attempting to be. But uh, if you look at the amount of money we are now sending to Ukraine for a war that we should not be involved in, uh, it was uh, originally 50, well, it was, it was $13 billion and then another $57 billion. So that's uh, $61 billion. Uh, I had it figured out at $57 billion. $57 billion by the number of schools in the country, which is about 78000 is about $72,000 a year. $72,000 per school, which would more than pay for a retired police officer, security guard, to come into every single one of America's schools. But we're sending it to Ukraine, and it's being laundered. It's being laundered because Ukraine is the biggest money laundering operation in the history of mankind. Here's some more from our dear leader last night, attempting to be emotive, attempting to cry, doing his very best to to weep. Uh, I mentioned the other day when he tries to cry, it's like starting up one of those old-timey Stearman biplane airplanes. You, you twist the propeller and all of a sudden it goes, nothing, nothing, nothing. And then all of a sudden the smoke kicks out, and then you got a tear. 
And here he is last night. He's doing his very best. He's got his best acting shoes on, ladies and gentlemen. To lose a child is like having a piece of your soul ripped away. There's a hollowness in your chest. You feel like you're being sucked into it. Okay, now how about just be the president, okay? How about be the president? You're never going to be able to get out. We know that. Now be the president. Now be a leader. Now bring us together. Suffocating. It's never quite the same. Yeah, yeah. Now be the, be the president. It's a feeling shared by the siblings and the grandparents and the family members and the community that's left behind. And then, of course, he went on and became incredibly political and honestly just filthy, foul, awful, wretched, terrible, divisive, I could go on and on. Let's go to Buster in Santa Cruz, the home of KSCR, glorious affiliate. Hello there, Buster. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up? Hey, hey Buster. Yeah, buddy. What's up? Good job, man. You're uh, totally on the money. Yeah. Thank you. Why well, I say that these schmadricks have created a pressure cooker. Yes. Multiple levels. Yeah. A lot of left-wing policies. Yeah. Okay. I'll break it down real simple. Switzerland, according to the history books in World War II, tiny country had 5,000 Nazi youth snitching on everybody alone. That's an incredible amount. Can you imagine how, how many minds they have poisoned? Oh, I'm getting upset. No, but this is the real deal. You're on it. Rob, yeah, yeah, you. Buster, it's about, it's about fear. It's about using fear. It's about uh, conditioning a new generation. I swear to God in heaven, I've talked about this because it is the welfare of children has always been number one of my priority as a broadcaster from helping out kids in inner cities as three generations in, in my career have gone by uh, and, and we're still in the same boat and the same damned frickin' Democrat policies and now this. Here's, uh, here's Tucker Carlson. Thanks for the call there, Buster. God bless you, bro. Uh, here is Tucker Carlson responding to the awful speech by our president last night. President of the United States, frail confused, bitterly partisan, desecrating the memory of recently murdered children with tired talking points in the Democratic Party, dividing the country in a moment of deep pain rather than uniting. It really is uh, remarkable. It really is breathtaking. Hey guys, it's Carson. Listen, the last time the economy looked like this, the stock market tanked 50%. The U.S. dollar lost 46% of its value and the price of oil quadrupled. Yeah. Yet, while the U.S. economy collapsed and inflation ran through the roof, the price of gold shot up 1,300%. So if history repeats itself, we could see it happen again. Can you afford to miss what could be the biggest gold and silver boon of our generation? That's why I want you to visit goldco.com slash Rob Carson. Goldco.com slash Rob Carson. Because when you do, you'll not only get the chance to protect your retirement savings with gold and silver... Since you are a listener to this show, you could get $10,000 or more in free silver. This is a rare opportunity. So don't miss what could be the best opportunity to protect your retirement savings. Visit goldco.com slash Rob Carson. That's goldco.com slash Rob Carson today. Don't miss what could be the best opportunity to protect your retirement savings. Goldco.com slash Rob Carson. 
uh, hate being spewed by the left. For instance, uh, a Democrat representative, Ruben Gallego, uh, said, F-U-N-R-A, Ted Cruz is a baby killer. Republicans, F your prayers. F your prayers. That's the new That's the new line from the Democrat Party. And Beto O'Rourke, gate crashes a uh, school shooting press conference with Greg Abbott. It actually happened. Here is what Beto O'Rourke did yesterday. Greg Abbott, the governor of the state of Texas, is having a presser, and Beto O'Rourke, a candidate for governor in the state of Texas, decides to barge in and interrupt it with nonsense. Excuse me. Sit down. You're out of you're out of line and an embarrassment. Sit down and don't play this this is the most disgusting publicity stunt, stunt that I've seen since um, last night when Joe Biden did a speech. No, he should get his ass out of here. This isn't the place to talk to so Sir, you're out of line. He's, he's literally there just to get a soundbite to use for a campaign ad. Sir, you are out of line. Sir, you are out of line. Please leave this auditorium. By the way, the governor had just completed a speech about the mental health suffering in the community of Uvalde. I can't believe you're a sick son of a bitch that would come to a deal like this to make a political issue. By the way, I had no problem airing that. Let's hear it again. I can't believe you're a sick son of a bitch that would come to a deal like this to make a political issue. His career is over, and it has to be over. I mean, honestly... The Democrat Party has no load that they will are afraid to go lower. And the cameras and the cell phones are surrounding this dolt, this man-child, Beto O'Rourke, as he's escorted from the meeting. Honestly, unbelievable. This is un- unbelievable. Unbelievable. We have Mark Meckler, the uh, attorney and the president of uh, Convention of States at conventionofstates.com. He joins us on the Newsmax hotline. Uh, Mark, we had you booked, and, uh, and of course, things have changed in the last 24 hours with regard to the Texas school shooting. I'll just go ahead and ask you, what are your thoughts uh, as you digest the uh, happenings of the less than, I guess, the last 12 or 14 hours? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's an incredible tragedy, and as a father of two kids, it's impossible for me to imagine the grief. And, you know, I think obviously we should be praying for those parents, for the souls of those lost children and praying for the nation. You know, this is a difficult time. I am, as always, frustrated how it's turned political immediately before people even yeah. know all the facts. I was just watching the press conference with Governor Abbott and other yes. officials, the local sheriff, and, and watching Beto O'Rourke charge to the front and start shouting really, really, to me, outrageous stuff that... They would try to politicize a tragedy like this. It's not a political issue. There are solutions we can discuss. Now is not the time for Mark, politics. Mark, could you believe this? I mean, honestly, this is, uh, I think, unprecedented. Um, some other things that I've seen that are unprecedented, they have officially crossed the line of F your thoughts and prayers. Did you know that? There are politicians in this country saying F the NRA and F your thoughts and prayers. You have really uh, breached a, a, a sacred line there, I believe. And then uh, for a political candidate to interrupt a governor's press conference as the leader. This man is a peon, a political candidate. He is not a public office holder. And for him to walk into a presser for some sort of a photo op is, is really, I, I got to tell you, it is beyond uncivil. It is positively unacceptable. 
Well, this is the modus operandi of the American left today. It is violent. It is uh, outside the bounds of standard politics. It's outside the bounds of standard decency. It's pretty much in everything goes. It's all ends, all means are justified based on what they believe are good ends. I believe they're bad ends. But the discourse is being deconstructed by the American left. We're seeing it at the Supreme Court with protests at their houses. We saw the violence, the summer of Uh, violence with the BLM riots. This is the modern left in America. It's remarkable. And is it a big surprise that after two years of lockdowns, these uh, men, the last two weeks, one at a supermarket in Buffalo and one yesterday at an elementary school, would crack and lash out and then their desire to then uh, their rage to probably in their own lives that they would take someone out and the only thing they would leave behind is some sort of a mark as to a body count which seems to be uh, kind of prevalent in, in issues like this but you look at all of the fear and panic that they've experienced from the left starting with uh, if you drive a car you're going to destroy the planet and everybody's going to die moving into all of the fear and shutdown and isolation and cutting and suicide attempts and drug abuse associated with these COVID lockdowns particularly among schools which they made worse because while they were lifting restrictions on everybody else they were reimposing them on children what do you think about that? Yeah, I agree with that. We are, we are experiencing an epidemic of childhood suicide ideation. The numbers bear this out. In other words, kids are thinking about suicide at higher rates than ever before. Sometimes that's going to come in the form of murder suicides. We've seen a lot of that in the past. And I just think this is just beginning to unfold. And what we're going to see over the next couple of years, and I would predict over the next couple of decades, are are just a trail of emotional and psychological devastation caused by the Democrat lockdowns. I was I was looking for, and it's interesting because I was talking about this, we we are going to see the manifestations of this. I've been talking about this. We already have. We've seen a 45% increase in suicidal thoughts among teenage girls. Uh, We've seen uh, that associated with men as well. I mean, my daughter has friends who have been getting doing cutting and all of this, you've got to, in schools being uh, kids being taught to hate one another because of race. You've got this transgender nonsense, uh, and and then you've got adults acting like children. All of these things are are creating a uh, a level of madness I don't think that we have seen before. And kids who are on the edge uh, will snap. This is not this is not a surprise. I guess I just didn't expect to see it manifest so quickly. Yeah, and you know, especially with such young kids. I mean, this is kind of particularly. <laughs> outrageous and appalling and tragic we we've seen violence among kids in high school but to see a high schooler an 18 year old target little kids we still don't know exactly why this came down we kind of know the how at this point but the why we know he killed his grandmother first uh, ran from police ended up at the high school i'm sure we'll learn more as this goes and this is another thing that drives me crazy we don't know that much yet and it takes time to understand exactly how all this came down People calling for gun control, we have no idea whether there were signs in this kid in advance, anything that would have kept him from legally buying a gun. I think we, you know, calmer heads have to be prevail in situations like yeah, and, this. Yeah, and adults need to be uh, start like acting like adults. Uh, let's move on to other things. Let's talk about some of the primaries last night. Sarah Huckabee Sanders is going to be most probably the next uh, governor of the state of uh, Arkansas. Uh, we've got uh, Herschel Walker ending the race yesterday faster than he ran the forty in his prime. I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, there was a, a Donald Trump candidate in the governor, gubernatorial candidate in the state of Georgia that lost, but by and large, Trump's record is overwhelmingly successful with regard to endorsement what are your thoughts on some of the races last night uh huckabee sanders i think that was 
pretty much given. I mean, yeah. she got, I don't know where she ended up. But last I looked, she was near three quarters of the vote. Yeah. Uh, I think she's, in my opinion, certainly in my lifetime, maybe the best press secretary I've seen. She's She is masterful at handling the press. I think she's going to be a great spokesperson for the Republican cause, more broadly speaking, a great governor of Arkansas. I expect to see her rise in national politics very rapidly. Uh, Herschel Walker, again, a runaway primary. Uh, obviously interesting always to see athletes make the transition yeah. into politics. How he ends up performing, I think that's anybody's bet. I mean, he definitely has a background that I think is quite acceptable. I've seen videos of him espousing very progressive ideas. Hopefully he's had a genuine change of heart over the years. We're, we're going to get a chance to see. I think he beats Raphael Warnock. I don't think Georgia is in a liberal mood. So I think we're seeing some very interesting things play out. As far as Trump, I think one thing can be said, he's proven good at picking winners. In some cases, we know for sure that his endorsement pushed people across the line. In others, I just think he's been pretty good at picking the folks who win. We'll have to see how that plays out in Pennsylvania. I think there's going to be a recount between McCormick and Oz. And uh, personally, I'd err on the side of McCormick if I had my choice. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. The thing that I, I said about McC about Oz was, uh, I said there was a reason why Donald Trump chose him. Um, and I will also mention that Donald Trump used to chum around with Oprah Winfrey, and I also believe he was pro-choice. So uh, I'd like to believe this is more than just, uh, he's my buddy, I want him elected. Because uh, Donald Trump has been a true to uh, the country, uh, true to the founding, true to the promises that he made. And so that's where I <clears throat> looked at that. Do I personally uh, like um, uh, Mamet Oz? Not, not particularly. Not particularly. Uh, Kathy Barnett, she, a lot of things came out about her that I just couldn't uh, feel right about making that choice then because I didn't know enough about her. But I did know, uh, you know, about Oz and the other candidate. So um, you still got to look at the record. I believe yesterday, the record before yesterday's uh, results started rolling, Donald Trump had a, an advantage of 82 to 3. Yeah, and I don't think anybody's ever had that kind of influence on the national political scene. You know, he's engaged all the way from state races on up through the federal. There's never been somebody who's been as much of a kingmaker as Donald Trump is yes. right now. And I think that's going to play into his plans in 24. Now, one of the things you're involved in is a convention of states. Um, and, and we've been talking about a, a, a convention of states for a number of years, we as conservatives, because we're also very concerned with the lack of representation by our uh, elected leaders. They are no longer representing us. They moved to Washington, D.C. They spend their entire lives telling us how to live ours. Tell us about a convention of states and, and how the movement has changed, how many states are signing on to this, and what the chance of a convention of states are at this point, and what would you like to see achieved if we go in that direction? Sure. In brief, Article 5 of the Constitution contains a clause that gives us the power as states to call a convention of states. It was specifically put in there for the purpose of restraining federal tyranny. Clearly, the federal government's out of control. We can impose things like term limits, and not just on Congress, but on all federal officials. That's the deep state staffers, bureaucrats, and the judiciary. Uh, we can impose fiscal restraints on the federal government. That's a balanced budget amendment. It's things like imposing generally accepted accounting principles, tax caps, spending caps. And then finally and importantly, we can impose scope and jurisdiction restrictions on the federal government, taking them back to essentially enumerated powers and saying, no, you can't be involved in education or energy or health care etc. All the things they were never intended to be involved in. So it takes 34 states to call a convention. They do that by passing a resolution in both houses. No governor's signature is necessary. 
We're up to 19 states. We've passed four states in just the last 90 days. That's Wisconsin, Nebraska, West Virginia, and South Carolina. Last week and this week, I was in Ohio testifying in the Senate. I'm going to predict that next week we are likely to pass the Ohio Senate and move on to the House. We've already passed the North Carolina House, and we're moving in the Senate. My goal is to finish this year at 22 and then be done with all 34 no later than 2025. I hope so. Um, Let me ask you this. Uh, What do you think about, how do you feel about the future of the country? Um, I am uh, buoyed by some of the things that have been happening. Certainly the last 14 hours have uh, shaken all of us. But we've had some pretty major victories as far as freedom of speech, uh, as far as um, mask mandates, as far as uh, Elon Musk taking over Twitter, uh, CNN Plus doing a face plant. Uh, CRT being defeated by school boards, new school boards and governors being elected. What are, What is your um, thought about the future of the country where we're headed? Yeah, I've been professionally engaged in politics for 11 years, and I am more hopeful now and more positive now than I've been in the last 11 years. Okay, good. Probably more hopeful than I've been since I cast my first vote for Ronald Reagan way back when. <laughs> and the reason is all the things you said, and, and what we're seeing is, and really who we have to thank for this unbelievably are the Democrats. The Democrats have started saying the quiet part out loud. They've admitted that they're sexually indoctrinating five-year-old children. They've admitted that they want to teach our kids racism. And they believe that that's important to teach kids to be oppressors, that they're oppressors and victims. They've admitted that they want to essentially uh, skew and fix elections in a way that prevents the rest of us from having our votes actually counted. They've admitted all this stuff. They've admitted that they want to stack the Supreme Court. They've admitted that they believe men can be women and women can be men. And everything I just said, 80% of Americans are opposed to those things. And so I think they've done a great job digging their own grave, and I'm encouraged to continue handing them a shovel. Absolutely. All right, Mark Meckler, I greatly appreciate you being on the show today. Uh, Particularly, uh, you know, this has been a a pretty rough day for, for all of us. But I uh, would encourage people to go to conventionofstates.com, conventionofstates.com. You are uh, at Mark Meckler on, uh, on Twitter. Where else could people find you real quick? MarkMeckler.com is where they can kind of get intimate. I, right. I get more down and dirty in my discussions with folks. MarkMeckler.com. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.